Check out the nation news at ronandonsitdown.com. Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode 398 now of the Ron and Don Show. And let me look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're here. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, Spice Girls, are they going to be back? I hope they're back. Prince William right now is trying to do something to bring the Spice Girls back. <laughs> I hope he's successful. We'll tell you what he's doing. Also, I want to know... Alive or dead, Ron, if you could uh, bring a group, a super group, some kind of artist back, who would you bring back and why? A lot of people are talking about Paul McCartney right now, who was just at Climate Pledge Arena. Did you go to that? I did not. I saw it and was like, um, I didn't realize the, the date snuck up on me. He's 80 it's- years old, which we, my mom uh, will be 80 years old this, this year. He went to an all-plant-based diet a number of years ago. Dave Grohl hangs out with him a lot, so I know that he drinks a little bit because Dave Grohl still likes to have a few pops. They've become best friends, and it's 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 really interesting because Paul McCartney knows who he is to other people, and it's one of the reasons why he doesn't give autographs anymore. And we've talked about this. He just he's like, you know what? You know who I am. I know who I am. Let's take a picture. And I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take a selfie with you. Right. I'll give you a... Let's not waste our time on an autograph. Let me give you a hug. Let's take a picture. Uh, let's so, show some affection towards you. Let's have a conversation. Let's not waste our time with another autograph. Because he knows that people go out online and they sell those autographs and they make money and it pisses him off if he doesn't like them. Anyway, who could fill Climate Pledge Arena for a number of dates? Paul just did that at the age of 80, and I hear he sounded amazing. So could the Spice Girls do that? Who would you like to bring back? I know I'd like to bring back. Also, everybody's talking about the Tom Cruise movie, Top Gun. They say it's as Top Gun-ish as it could be, and you're not going to believe the way he showed up at the premiere. Yeah, you know he had a leather jacket on. You also know he had the aviator glasses on, but what was he flying? Did he have a need for speed? And he was flying it. Before we get to that, though, uh, let's get to this story uh, because this is kind of interesting. They say that three-quarters of all Americans right now are overweight and obese. They say that drives the crisis that we have right now of diabetes. It also uh, drives the crisis of having early-onset strokes. Also, it drives the crisis of having early heart attacks. And when you've had a stroke and a heart attack, a lot of times after that, then comes Parkinson's, then comes dementia. When you stop being curious, when you stop activating in your life and waking up every day and participating and getting that brain work and doing crossword puzzles and taking classes and traveling and doing all those things that keeps your brain rolling and going – Yeah, that's when early onset dementia steps in. They say it all goes back to the way that Americans look at exercise and the way that we look at exercise classes. And they say the way that the exercise industry has been set up is not for the three quarters of Americans that are overweight. It's one of the reasons why when you look on Instagram right now, some of the big influencers out there You'll look at them, and according to their BMI, 
they're 30, 40, 60 pounds overweight. And yet sometimes they're in jeans, they're standing in the backyard, they're using a picnic table, and they're showing people how to do very simple exercise. It doesn't involve a Peloton bike. It doesn't involve a road race. It doesn't involve competition. It doesn't involve a leaderboard like at Orange Theory. It doesn't involve throwing your weights like they do at CrossFit. They say, Ron, exercise has been set up for the people that are mostly already fit, but it hasn't been set up for the people in America that really need it. What say you? I I found this to be really fascinating. It happened to me just today. I went to a spin class this morning before we recorded. Nice. And it has the leaderboard. The leaderboard's not up there the whole time. And... I had just, we talked about it. I just went to vacation in Costa Rica. So I hadn't, you know, I was working out in the sense of like, we went on hikes and we went diving and stuff, but I wasn't doing gym stuff because we're in the jungle. So I get back. I hadn't, you were, you were doing jungle stuff, jungle stuff. Yeah. So I hadn't been, which uh, I think is probably better. Right. I couldn't do gym. I think that's a good excuse. Right. I couldn't do gym stuff because I was busy doing jungle stuff. So I'm in, in there. It was a smaller class and there was only four people. And I was at the bottom of the leaderboard. So I'm probably 15 plus years older than everyone else in the class. Um, it's no excuse, Upshaw. I am. I'm never at the bottom of the well, leaderboard. Well, hold on, though. <laughs> so in my mind, part of me was like, oh, crap, I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard. And then I had to combat that and go, you know what? I got up early today. I hauled my butt down to the gym. I'm here. I'm participating. There were grayed out icons of the people that didn't make it to class this morning. But you're still at the bottom of the leaderboard. And so you're reinforcing the bad stereotype. (laughs) So like, like I did find that to be odd of going, okay, you're going to, by putting that up there, what are you saying? Really? Instead of saying no, no, good job. Everybody that made it to class. You're saying by the gym, putting the leaderboard. Yeah. By having this leaderboard. And I know everyone loves to gamify everything and you know, Hey, we're going to do this simulated race and all that stuff. And I know that that's all the rage. And it seems like millennials really like that. But the messaging to me was discouraging because it's like, Hey man, I I'm a, I'm the oldest guy in this class. I'm I'm working out. I am sweating. I am breathing hard. Like I my heart rate is up. Like I am I am here. I'm in it. Like I'm pushing as big a gear as you I can push. You spent a today. week in the jungle. I just I was in the jungle for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, I was just doing jungle stuff. Why throw a leaderboard up there instead of just saying, "Hey everybody, good job at going to class today." Well, what is the upside? to everybody on the leaderboard. So to your point and to the point of this article, sometimes showing up to class is the thing. And there it's are always the thing, right? So that is always, it, that is always the thing you always. are. It's, if, it's not sometimes it's always, so there would be people so if they're job. bigger than me or older than me or whatever, that if they showed up in that class and they're constantly at the bottom of the leaderboard, they probably just quit going to class. Yeah. And maybe for them, they're not going to be going 105 RPM at, at gear level 10. Maybe for them, they're going 60 at gear level five, and that's a good workout. You for know, them. and I and 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 I love that, and I love that about you. And and I have to say, when when I taught spin class for 20 years, and and I yelled and screamed, and I did it with a whistle. But a lot of that was tongue in cheek, and a lot of it was fun. And a lot of it, I tried to make motivational. And when I saw people struggling, I would get off my bike. I would go whisper in their ear and I would encourage them. 
because for the people that are alpha dogs like me that just wanted to hammer, I had a road for I, I had a road for them, and it's right up front. And come sit by me, and I'm going to give you what you want, right? And if you want to throw up, you will throw up. And if you want to go eat breakfast and throw that up too, I'm going to make that happen for you. Because there's some people like my friend Joe, who's who's my business partner. Uh, and that's how I met him. And he's that way in business and he's that way in spin class. And so I give it to him because he wanted that. But you know what? There's other people there that don't want that or it's dangerous for them. You know, I had a, a, my other friend, Scott, heart attack, Scott, he had a heart attack after leaving my class. So I had to tell Scotty, you know what, Scotty, you're not a runner anymore. When you come to my class, you're going to be a climber. And I would always tell my class, climbers are going to climb, runners are going to run. And then there are certain people, because I taught a class where we didn't sit much, it's called drop saddle. I would make them sit. I would go up to, to them before class and I'd say, you know what? You're going to sit. But if you sit, you don't quit. You don't quit. We don't quit. We don't walk out of class. We don't quit. All I'm going to ask is if you sit, you don't quit. Climbers are going to climb. Runners are going to run. So what I'm doing is I'm teaching to all three different fitness levels that were in that class. So someone like Joe could come in there, and if he has a felt need to throw up his lunch at lunchtime, I'm going to make sure uh, that happens. At the same time, for someone like Scotty that's had a heart attack and a stint in his body, I don't want him throwing up his lunch. I want him coming in, participating, listening to great music, feeling good about himself, having that human-to-human connection that we all don't get when we're on a Peloton bike. And so he is going to go half the pace that Joe's going, but he's still going to have a hell of a workout because he's going to climb and Joe's going to run. And my sitters are going to sit, but when you sit, you don't quit. And, and, and some of my sitters sometimes become climbers. Climbers become runners. Runners, maybe they're having a baby and they go back to climbers. Everybody knows in that class that I would teach. You can climb, you can sit, you can run. All I'm going to ask is that you don't leave. And you don't quit. And if you're struggling, just put up your hand because I'm going to come over and I'm going to meet you as your instructor where you're at. This does not happen. And I I think the leaderboards are bullshit. I, I really do. I hate those. I hate that you went to that class and they did that. I hate it because what they're doing is they're taking money from the alphas like Joe's out there who would love that leaderboard. But the majority of people just need to move. You look at the blue. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about going to Sardinia yesterday. I said, I really want to go there. It's one of the blue zones. There's six blue zones around the country or around the world where people live to be 102, 105, and they're still moving. And it's not just because of the Mediterranean diet. It's because of the movement through the day, the human connections they have, the way they're involved in the community. They are usually people of faith. They don't eat a lot of meat. They eat some. They don't drink a lot, but they drink some. And, and, and so they've really learned moderation and movement. Moderation and movement is not a part of the exercise culture that we have today. And that pisses me off. It pisses me off. It makes me very angry. Yeah. And so it's, it's about starting in the article that you, you sent me. They talk about one guy where it's like, hey, for someone starting to do, they want to do pushups, their first stage might be laying on their back and just moving their arms from their chest out with no weight. Yep. And just to get a just to get the 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 movement correct. Yeah. And then uh, you know this they do that for a week and then the next week maybe you are leaning up against the wall at a 75 degree angle and just pushing against the wall. It might take them 2 months before you actually, you know, are down on the ground doing what you consider a solid push-up. That person 
will be demoralized if they go to the gym and they have a bar with no weights on the end. And the muscle heads will look at them sideways of like, hey, you're not throwing around any any weight on that. Uh, and that part of the culture, I think, has done more harm than good. Hi, I'm John Greenland. Hi, I'm Lauren Greenland. We sat down with Ron and Don and we sold our house for far more than we thought we would ever get. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. We we questioned them and interviewed them together, and it seemed like they were the perfect couple where, you know, Don was the kind of energy, creative, you know, force of nature, and then Ron was more of the holding the kite strings. <laughs> And just the two of them together and their knowledge with flipping homes and uh, Seattle and especially uh, Queen Anne market, we just thought these guys know what they're doing. When you're trying to sell a home and you're trying to get it on the market and you don't really know where to spend your energy or your money, it really helps to have somebody who knows the market, knows the process, understands construction that can just point you in the right direction. So I really appreciated that about working with the team. A realtor in the past would come by and basically just unload a huge list of everything that they wanted us to do. And then they would leave. You know, Ron and Don were not like that. They they were with us every step of the way. Don came by numerous times to help us pick up yard clippings, to throw stuff uh, in his truck so he could take it to the dump. When I said what I thought we could get, they were just kind of dead silent. Like, you can get a lot more than that. We got a offer above asking. Yes. And, and, and our asking was actually above what we thought we were going to ask. So we were thrilled. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics. You get the creativity the drive and the energy they are they are the complete package we yeah. have, we love them don't forget when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com please hit subscribe on your podcast player we'd also love if you gave us a review now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, Spice Girls are back. They were back a couple of years ago during the Super Bowl, and I loved it. But we were missing one the of the Bowl Spice the Girls. Posh, Posh Spice was just not having it. And so they, they, they did this kind of reunion. And after they did the reunion of the Super Bowl, she's like, yeah, I'm not going on a world tour with you guys. And so the rest of the Spice Girls... Went on a Spice Girl World Tour, and I have to say, it was not as spicy. It was not as spicy without Posh Spice. You kind of need her in there, because then you look at her and Beckham and their kids, and they all look like they just walk right out of heaven. I think one of them actually just ended up uh, getting married. So now you're waiting for the downfall, the divorce, all that stuff, and we can read it at Mail.com. Nonetheless, Pr Prince William has now stepped in, and instead of talking about his brother and when he hopes to be king, he's actually trying to get a reunion himself going. And, and I have to wonder, because there's a lot of anti-monarch pushback, 
And they just saw this when they went traveling. Oh, it was a disaster. It, it was a disaster. And, and, and it's going to be really interesting because the, that monarchy owns so much real estate. They own so much. It's unbelievable how much real estate. And nobody knows. Like, like I put Windsor Castle on Zillow. You can actually Zillow Win- Windsor Castle if you have time. Okay. We're just just Zillow's, some of the castles that they own. And I'm sure they paid for all of it. Yeah, and they got to be worth more money because they're priceless, right? If you ever if you ever sold Windsor Castle, like, like how could you really put a Zillow number on that? I don't know that you can't, but it's fun to do. So try it if you have some time. Nonetheless, I think he's trying to, to have less talk about the monarchy, probably less talk about black people carrying them when they go to Africa, uh, that was not a good look, William and Kate. Put those people down. Uh, this is no, no longer colonialism. Uh, take those buckled shoes and put those away. Nonetheless, I, I am all in, with, with and, and I hope Harry becomes a part of this. I hope Prince, I, I hope Charles gets on board with this. And, 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 and maybe the queen herself bringing back all the Spice Girls for a reunion, a world tour, Posh might be on board with this. He's trying to he's trying to make this happen. And it got me to thinking, because we see a lot of these super groups now, and they'll come back because you have a lot of band members that end up dying, overdosing, and all that. So then you'll have super groups that will come back. And you know, Tom Petty was in a lot of these. You see Willie Nelson do this every once in a while to jump into a super group. Ron, what super group would you like to see? Or, you know, we we're just talking about Paul McCartney being here. And I had asked my friend uh, Scotty because he was there. I said, "How do the wings sound?" And he sent me one of the wing songs that they were doing at Climate Pledge. Jet. It sounded amazing. Yeah, it sounded great. So, so anyway, who would you like? Who, if if you had the power that Prince William has, and you could bring anybody back like alive or dead, or even a super group that you could put together, who who, who would it be? I mean, you bring up Paul McCartney. Uh, if it's in there, I would lo- have loved to have seen the Beatles. You didn't go, so. I've seen Paul McCartney before. Oh, you have? Yeah. If, uh, but you're saying if you combine them, seeing the original Beatle lineup, the only Beatle lineup, well, no, I take that back. The, the, the quintessential Beatle lineup with Ringo. Um, that would be amazing. The two ones that pop into my mind most distinctly, though, is I would have loved to have seen Jimi Hendrix play live because mm. everybody um, says that it was something special. You know, and you, you when you, Eric Clapton was there, and the Stones were there, and the Beatles were there, and they all left going, "Holy crap! What what did we just see?" So it would be Jimi Hendrix, whether the experience or the band he put together, like the Woodstock band. Uh, either one of those, I think, would be fantastic. And then the second one, and I kicked myself because I almost got to do it, and I didn't. It was Stevie Ray Vaughan. I believe, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he played at Bumbershoot. And I, I either missed, timed it, or it was uh, somehow I just I missed it. I did not see Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I had the opportunity to. And I thought I would have lots of opportunities. I thought that, oh, yeah, like he tours every time he comes out with an album. I missed it this time, but I'll have the next time. And then the next time never came, of course, because of the tragedy involving that helicopter crash with him. So, like, those would be my... My big three. What, what about you besides John Denver? I'm glad you, you know, John, I would love to see John Denver at Red Rocks. And anytime I see him at Red Rocks, I'm just like, why didn't I see John Denver at Red Rocks? 
I saw Glenn Campbell, Tingley Coliseum, Rhinestone Cowboy, 1978, my first concert. He's singing all the hits. And then the next thing you know, he comes through this white paper dressed as a white, uh, just like on a Friday night football game. He busts through the paper and he's dressed as a rhinestone. Big cowboy. budget. That, With his ovation guitar is amazing. Stage was spinning around. You remember the stage that spun around at of the Tingle Coliseum? It got going too fast one time and it spun two of the Oak, Oak Ridge boys right off. <laughs> Wait, you were really hitting And it the, smelled like cow dung the whole time you were there. All the they, did all the, shows. they did all these rodeos. And then I remember seeing Huey Lewis in the news. Two oh, of the news. That was a they good got, show. Yeah, they got blown off, too. Back in, like, prime Huey Lewis era? Yeah. Back, like the sport album? Yeah, back when he wasn't oh, dead. Oh, man. Yeah, back when he wasn't dead. Huey Lewis isn't dead. Yeah, he's dead. It, no, he did. He's yeah, not. I think he is. Google him. He Huey dead. Lewis? I'm pretty sure. No, Google. he lost his, like, he lost his hearing or something like that. I got to stand by, everybody. I got to look this up. Huey, H-U-E-Y, Lewis. Yeah. All right, I'm checking this out. Huey Lewis. I'm going to Wikipedia as we speak. Born July 5th, 1950. Still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, something tragic happened to him. Yeah, I just said that. He lost his hearing. He oh, lost- so he can't sing anymore? Yeah, he can't sing anymore. Well, that's the news <laughs> about Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I know this is going to sound silly, but I'd love to do this. The thing that I loved about the Beatles is then you had all these TV shows that popped up, like the Partridge family. And by the way, Danny Partridge, uh, God bless him. He does a radio show here in Seattle. We Danny used to have Bonaduce. Yeah, we used to have the same agent. He lives right down the alley from me, and I've got to know him. He has some kind of mystery disease right now, and he's taking time away from radio. And he played Danny uh, Partridge, great radio host. And uh, we sent our best to him, and uh, we hope that he is okay. And they fi- the doctors figure out what's going on with him because it's, it's, it's pretty bizarre. So he's taking some time away. And then David Cassidy uh, drank until his liver just dissipated, and he passed away a couple of years ago. What was interesting to me about the Partridge family is they, they kind of put that together, and then they built the Monkees. And both of the both of these bands couldn't play their instruments and couldn't really record their own songs until they learned to do that. They had spent so much time together that on the Partridge family, and they actually had two different drummers, two different twins that played Chris, kind of like in full Fuller House. And they started to learn to play their instruments. And then David Cassidy actually launched a career and could fill stadiums, which really blows my mind. And then and then the monkeys did the same thing. They initially didn't play any of their instruments. All their instruments were played by session musicians like Glenn Campbell. And Neil Diamond wrote a lot of those songs. Yeah. And then and, and, and then those guys and I, I think the only one that is still alive is Mickey, who became a DJ. All three in fact, David Nesbitt just passed away. Uh, Davy Jones passed away a number of years ago. So all those guys have passed away. But I but I think it would be really fascinating to sit down with them and find out how they did it. Because you were kind of they, they created this television show because of the British invasion with the Rolling Stones and with the Beatles. People really like these shows. They've gone on to live in TV land and Me Too and all these other TV, and and they make lots of money. Not for any of those people that start on those shows because they didn't get residual income from it then. Uh, But it would be really interesting to see how the Beatles did or, or to see how the Partridge family did it, to see how the Monkees did it, and then to put a super group together 
Can you That's imagine your super group? Susan Day out there fake of all of music the history. Piano right next to Davy Jones playing the maracas. Of all of music history. You're going with the Partridge family. You wouldn't watch that? No. Come on. You, you have me Jimi Hendrix or Steve Ray Vaughan versus the Partridge family? Mickey, Mickey Dolan? No. You're uh, completely crazy. Uh, that, that's not the first time I've heard that. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, it's Ron Don here with Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ron Don Nation, Mitch.loans. Mitch, is it ever too early to start this process? Because I had a buyer here recently that we're about to put an offer in on, on their new house, and they show up and go, what do you think of my new truck? And I was like, what do you mean you got a new truck? Isn't it great? I got a new truck. It's like, oh, why did you do that right before you're going to buy a house? They just they hadn't talked to you yet. They didn't know that was a bad thing to do. It is a bad thing to do. Any financing of large items is a bad idea during the closing process. Um, so it's never too early to talk to someone like me and talk about what it means to finance a house and what are the shortcomings of doing things like buying a truck close to closing. <laughs> yeah, so go to Mitch.loans right now. Uh, Mitch will help you get pre-qualified, pre-underwritten, and also save half a percent on your new loans. Mitch.loans, NMLS, 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Tom Cruise's movie, uh, Top Gun 2, was made a number of years ago. Uh, They started filming it three and a half years ago. And then when they were supposed to release it, it was during the pandemic. And Tom Cruise is like, you know what? We're not releasing this film. Uh, You saw them release other films during the pandemic, and they went out on streaming services, and they actually did pretty well. I wonder in his deal, and it's one of the reasons why when you look at Black Widow, one of the re- what's the main actress's name in Black Widow again? Um, Black Widow. She's married to Colin Jost. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she ended up. Look at me getting the trivia. She, she ended up suing Disney because she didn't want to release her film either because she would make a lot of bonus money depending upon filling seats in theaters. And she had signed her contract before the pandemic. And instead, what they decided to do is they released it on the streaming service. And they did that simultaneously on the, in the, as they did in the theaters. And so she didn't get the back end of the deal because people weren't going to the theaters and she was pissed off about it. And I think she was right. And she ended up suing Disney as a result of that. They settled out of court. It tells me that she'll probably never come back and play Black Widow again. It seems like she'd be over that character. And I don't know if if Disney would invite her back or the Marvel Universe uh, would invite her back to do that. It's interesting, though, Tom Cruise has all this power. And we saw him uh, with Mission Impossible. He does a lot of his own stunts. So time out because you read this article. he's hanging out of a plane, he's hanging out of a plane. So what is Val Kilmer part of the second movie? Yeah, he's part of the second movie, even though he has throat cancer and other Good. things. He shows he sh- he shows up in this movie. So, Top Gun. Now they're they're releasing it. They just had the premiere. Tom Cruise and you see Russell Wilson now uh, learning to fly a helicopter. He flies into the premiere with the jacket on, the aviators in freaking a. He is in a Top Gun helicopter that he flew to the premiere. Say what you want to say about Top Gun and going crazy all over Oprah Winfrey's couch and all this stuff about his religion and everything else. That's badass. 
that is badass right there that you can go and that you can go to your own top gun premiere with a helicopter that says top gun on the side and it looks like it should be in the movie and you have the aviators on in the jacket and they say in this movie they say it it it, because a lot of times sequels are just so disappointing they say that this one everyone that has seen it that this movie delivers in more so it delivers in more so this is my question i got some aviators you know i like the aviators I had an old motorcycle jacket from back in the day when we used to ride our motorcycles. Do you and I, kind of like the Trekkies, you know, they get dressed up and they show up and they go, do you and I put on our old, because you got, do you still have your old motorcycle jacket? I do not. Where'd it go? It was too big. Oh, gosh. I anyway, gave it away. You remember? I'm thinking you and I throw on some aviators and and we're those guys now in our 50s and and we, we throw on the leather jackets and we go top gun it up. You know what the one of the very last things I would ever do in this world is get into a flying machine that you were piloting. Not do happening. Do what? If you're piloting something that flies, I'm out. I didn't say I was piloting. I just said we should go to the movie and we should we, we should we should dress we should dress up. And and I could be Goose and you could be Maverick or the other way around. I don't care. I'm wondering. I've never done that. Like I see people do that in movies all the time, and I'm like, I'll never be that guy. But I think all of a sudden I could be that guy for this particular okay, movie. You be that guy and I'll be one row over watching people react to you being that guy. There you go. All right. Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Listen to episode 398. Don't forget, if you need a loan, Mitch.loans. I want to thank uh, Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show, leschwab.com. Uh, 84 places to serve you. You know you need t- new tires before you go on the road, the road trip this summer. Make sure you get checked out at Les Schwab. And then also... Also, if you need us, uh, let's sit down. Doing a lot of Ron and Dunn sit-downs right now. And sometimes our best counsel is, don't sell this house. Hang on to this. Or you need to sell this house now. But here's what we need to do to bring this house to market. We're going to come up with a strategy, a strategy to make sure that we get the right house, the right investment property, that we can 1031 exchange something and go after that apartment building, whatever that is. Uh, you buy and sell and invest in, we are going to be here from you. That's what the Ron and Don sit down is all about to see if we can come up with a strategy to understand timing and to see if our values, if they align, right? We're, we're going to have a sit down tomorrow. And the person that we're sitting down with is totally driven by our commission and the money we make. We may not be aligned because it sounds like he doesn't want to me, me to make any money on the deal. I need to make money on the deal. And at the same time, I'm going to make sure that he makes more money on that deal than if he chose someone else. So I have to show him the way. But at the end of that, we still may not align and we may not be good partners together. That's what the sit down is all about. Yeah, just go to ronanddonsitdown.com or email me directly, ron at windermere.com. Hey, you guys, once again, thanks for listening to episode 398. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Thanks for allowing us to be your friends, your broadcasters, and your real estate agents. Again, if you need us, ronandonsitdown.com or write Ron, Ron at windermere.com. Ron, myself, Charlie the dog is here today. Why are you shaking? He pooped on three of my white carpets. I didn't have my contacts in this morning. I got up, and guess how I found out? Right between the toes was not happy head up shoulders back and don't step in there Uh, we'll see you next time right here only 
the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.